On this episode of The Playbook, I have Lindsay Hepner, founder, CEO, and creative director of Vamped. And we're going to talk about how you're made by the people you say no to. Join me for all this and more on The Playbook. This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success and what made them champions on the field and in the boardroom. I'm your host, David Meltzer. I have Lindsay Hepner. She is the CEO and creative director of Vamped. And I'm telling you, I, as an older business person, I'm amazed how people make money in the same industry that I kind of grew up in, the agency industry, talent, content. But what I thought was so fascinating about you and Vamped is that although you're young, cutting edge, and a leader in the digital space, you also understand the crossover from the traditional to the digital and the complementary nature of traditional content and media with digital media. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't see a lot of people doing that. What are the benefits, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't talk about it, of combining traditional with digital? I mean, I I might look younger than I am. Which, which is, is the good. First, which is the first thing. Beats but, what I do. <laughs> yeah, but I grew up in and seeing both. You know, I grew up in a traditional mindset of marketing, and I've always been so in love with it because I've been on the other side of the camera. So, you know, right now I'm creative directing and seeing what needs to be out there in marketing, but I've been on the other side where I've been the model and I know what it looks like on that side too. So with traditional, you know, there is so many aspects of it that still is happening and is is actually coming back. I mean, one of my clients was saying catalogs is pumping more than ever because people are staying at home. So people want this like physical feeling of seeing marketing outside of their phone. But what's great about what had happened recently with the pandemic is everyone more so than ever realized that social media is super important for their business. And you kind of had to force yourself to get out of traditional, which is brick and mortar, and go into this space that is going to amplify your business way quicker than um, people, you know, walking on the streets and being looky-loos. So um, I've, I've seen both sides and I know that grassroots works, but I also see that social media and having a presence and not only being a business, but being a brand for yourself, which obviously that's what you do too. But I did um, it the other way. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's so important to brand yourself right now. Yes. People want to know the person behind the business. And I think someone who's really, really good at it too is Dana White. Like when you think UFC, you think Dana White immediately. You don't, and so I feel like that's the kind of feeling I have with my business is I want to be aligned with the brand as well. And in marketing, that's the best way is like if people fall in love with me, they can fall in love with my business and they understand that my values, my integrity, my goals are very, very much similar to how I present my business in the social space. It allows you to have much more breadth and spectrum when you brand yourself along with a business. Yeah. It's much more powerful because businesses change. Mm -hmm. 
um, yep. but your brand will be there as long as you're alive. Yep. And it's applicable to so many different things. We were just talking about licensing different shows and doing mm -hmm. different things. Now, your background is in the creative side of stuff and you've yeah. been able to leverage that, like a Ron Howard, I'm gonna age myself, <laughs> and how he was you know, probably one of the biggest childhood stars in history and has leveraged himself into a producer and director, yeah. executive producer and done extremely well um, on both sides where mm -hmm. I was the other side where I ended up backing into uh, building my brand in the last four years. But there's a, a, an idea when I was a sports agent that I surround yourself with the right people, and the right ideas. Mm -hmm. And you have an interesting uh, perspective uh, from being in front of the camera, uh, yeah. because I know managing talent myself, there's so many people pulling from you. I call it bleeding. Yep. Yep. And there's so many people to feed. Yep. And then you get to the other side of the fence. Now you have to feed people, but yep. there's still people who bleed you. How important are the people you surround yourself with? Um, I, I think that's the number one importance in business is who you surround yourself with. And um, I'm always saying, you know, toxic people bring more toxic people. And energy and frequency is so, so important to me because I feel like how much I give to others, I want that reciproc reciprocated. And I'm actually going to um, a heart healer right now who pulls out a lot of trauma, childhood trauma, and makes you realize what kind of people are feeding around you, which is your community. And I've noticed more than ever that boundaries are so important, regardless of what business you're in. If you are letting the wrong people in, you are now using all your time and energy in the wrong people, and you lack the energy from people that are good for you. So a lot of people that come to me that have never met me before are very confused about my tactics sometimes because I have a lot of discernment on my business. And I unfortunately won't work with you if you are not a good person and you already come with this kind of mindset of you'll never do enough for me or, you know, you know, those clients that are yeah. already like they're already upset and it's like we haven't even started working together. I'm never going to make you happy. And I know that. So just being honest with myself and knowing that I can have 10 amazing clients and one bad egg can ruin all those relationships because I'll be only focusing on the one that will never be excited to work with me and never think that I will ever accomplish anything for them. So I've always turned down now that business, no matter how much money they have or whatever. I've, I've never looked at my business as, it's a monetary thing. It's 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 something that at the end of the day, I want to sleep at night and I want to feel like I was a good person and I helped actually the right people succeed in marketing. And I want to live and breathe their brand as if it was mine. So I can't do that when it's a toxic person and someone who's negative to me already. And I've I've seen that grow into such a better business plan. And I've noticed even more you know, people want to talk about the referral and want to have me a part of their business because I'm only working with great people. So it's like, if you work with great people, they talk about you. Bad people never talk good about you. So it's even like, if you do it. <coughs> even well, if you do well, yeah. yeah, they're they're always negatively thinking. So. It's so funny because I've been on this kick right now about open minds, open hearts and open hands. Yeah. And that, you know, whether it's in school, 
I used to joke around, you met one of my daughters, I used to say, look, it's twice as much work to get all A's than it is all A's and a B. Yeah. Because that one <laughs> teacher has a closed mind. Yep. And you may never get the A, even if you put, you know, twice as much energy into that one class as you do the rest of them, totally. or even more. In sales, I always say, takes a thousand times the energy to overcome a closed mind in a sale than yeah. it does just have an o one open mind. So why waste your time? Just yeah. let it go. And you, you were mentioning that in your business as yeah. well. That's aligned with the vamp and revamp brand that you've created. Yeah. Because not only have you vamped and revamped your clientele and creating this, you know, trend in digital entrepreneurship, but within yourself, because mm -hmm. we can't find outside of us. And I love yeah. seeing young entrepreneurs like yourself that find something within them and then make a business outside of them with these lessons of energy, awareness, frequency, uh, yeah. this heart healing uh, is indicative to me of a quantum shift that occurs in people and had occurred in me as well. I listen to you and I'm like, I wonder if, you know, she hurt herself when she was 21, if she'd be like, are you kidding? I'd say that someday on an interview. No, I mean, I, I have, I've had some really amazing parents um, teach me that if you're a good person, good things happen to you. And especially in the industry that I'm in, it's very hard to find people that have my mindset because of the fact that this is a very um, rat raced, uh, who can I step on to get ahead and how do I become famous tomorrow? Right, very scarce. And, yeah. And, and, um, you know, it's fame, fortune, everything, that whole mantra is just not me. And I've, I, I think, you know, that's been the hardest thing. You know, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, nothing. So I've always been okay with peer pressure my whole life. And I've, I've been okay with myself and, and I've been okay with being the black sheep of the industry because at the end of the day, I have to live with myself and I want to live my life right. So I, I preach that a lot to the kids that I, that I manage because I was in their shoes. I was taken advantage of. I had to, I was forced to possibly sleep with someone to do something to get ahead. And, sure. and I never wanted to do that. I was like, I'm going to, make something of myself without having to do that. And so when I see the talent that I manage, I, I, I feel like they're, they're, I'm their momager. Like I have the responsibility <laughs> to protect these children, you know, because their parents aren't around and, and they see limelight and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to do something. I have to be famous, but I want to be there to ground them to be like, you can be that, but you don't have to do all these things to get there, so. And to that point, I think it's aligned with vamped and revamped. Uh, maybe you could explain for our audience yeah. what vamped is. So <laughs> when I first started, everyone thought vamped was, had to do with vampires. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was like so confused by the name, but actually it's vamping up your business. So we're really known to strategize brands that are coming into the space. And I actually got the spelling of it from one of my favorite people who was the creative director at Paul Frank. And we worked really closely together because I used to model for them for like four years. And so when I told him this idea that I was doing, he's like, well, why don't you have two P's in it like your name, your last name? So then it can always correlate to who you are. But vamped is, is yeah, it's, it is revamping businesses and vamping up their marketing and we are very known to have a lot of hype and a lot of noise in the space. And, and I love that because it's 
natural, you know, for me to do that. And I don't have to try too hard with people that I work with. And I, I show the energy. Our, my vamped is very much like when you see it, it's very loud. And I feel like my personality is like that. Like I am, I want people to smile. So, and, and be, you know. Yeah, it's loud and energetic. <laughs> yeah. And with that energy, I think two things come to the forefront is, you know, to motivate people, but also to inspire them. Yes. They seem to have, as they do for me, a different meaning. What's your definition of motivation and inspiration? Mm, um, I, I, I feel like a lot of people think that motivation is only work derived. And I, and I don't believe that's true. I think motivation is anything that makes you feel like you want to wake up and conquer the day and do it the best you can. Um, I'm motivated to go to the gym every day because that's the only time I get for myself. It's the one moment every day that I do something for me and no one bothers me and I don't let anyone bother me. Um, but I do have so much drive in my business because I love what I do. Like I, both of my parents are super creative and I feel like I got that gene from them and to wake up to do what I love every day, work with people I love and, um, not even have to think about the money aspect is 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 a blessing constantly and i know that i know that not that many people get that opportunity and i'm i'm very appreciative of every moment i have you know with every opportunity um but i i i worry that a lot of people get discouraged about the word motivation because they only look at it as one lane and i think it can be in every aspect i think if you're a mom and you're motivated to be the best mom i think that's just as important as me being a boss girl you know so um yeah and <laughs> in your business and a lot of business rejection and uh as generations keep uh, growing and learning, rejection is a difficult thing. Now you were I in front of it. a camera, and so uh, <laughs> I think that I, if I could give some courses that don't exist in colleges today, mm -hmm. one would be how to deal with no. Yes. Um, because I think those that deal with no do extremely well and understand no do yeah. extremely well. Um, you have to manage young talent, mm -hmm. and a lot of them have never even been told no. I know. They're, they're in and, a world where no is not yeah, an option. Yeah, it's not my house. That's why I'm half the reason I married my wife is not only because it's difficult to find a woman attracted to me, but more importantly, she knew how to say no. And I'm like, if I could convince her, then she could teach my girls to say no, yeah. my family to say no, which I think is a superpower. Yeah. Um, how do you deal with helping them cope, number one, with no, and then two, advice on how mm -hmm. to deal with no? So anyone that asks me how I d deal with no's, I think it's the best thing. I look at it the complete opposite. If someone says no to me, you are on my list of convincing later to hit me up or to be a client. Like I, I honestly think it's like the best challenge. And I think the only reason why I feel that way is because I got into a really bad car accident where um, I, I almost lost my life and having something like that makes you rethink the word no, 
like you want to go out and live the best life ever because you have another opportunity so i don't look at no's as they'll never work with you i look at no's as not right now but guess what you have time to prove to them because i planted a seed i i dripped on them and it only takes my marketing skills for them to see me you know later on and it's hap it's happened to me so many times and i actually just use it as fuel to become better at what i do that like if i couldn't get you as a client if i can't get you as a talent if i can't get you as a friend if you know the list goes on i will show you that your no was actually an issue for you not for me so yeah can't find yeah. outside of you we can't find inside again <laughs> now uh one of the things that you were talking about that's so intriguing to me, I've sat on a panel once with some very high level executives of mm -hmm. huge companies and the president of HBO, she's an amazing yeah. entrepreneur like you. And all of us were, you know, spooging out the business advice and, you know, all this economic advice. And she said, well, my best piece of advice is to spend an hour a day minimum on yeah. something that you love to do for your health. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about your heart health and we've yeah. talked about energy and we've talked about you taking time to take care of yourself. Yeah. One of the other things I do see within younger talent that you manage a lot of in this digital entrepreneur mm -hmm. space, especially, is that they're not taking care of themselves. Oh, yeah. And because the business has changed, mm -hmm. the timing has changed, yeah. the, the activities have changed. Um, I have a saying that if you are healthy, you get as many wishes a day as you want. Yeah. And you're a dreamer and yeah. it's genetically quantum in your nature to be a dreamer and creative. Uh, but if you are not healthy, you only get one wish. And I have a difficult time myself motivating, inspiring young mm -hmm. people to take care of themselves. I had a difficult time telling myself mm -hmm. that. <laughs> um, I would love for you to share how important it is to take care of yourself and how you can inspire some young people to mm -hmm. take some time each day away from the screen yeah go outside into the sunshine yeah and do something that's good for you it's it's so important i mean i've had lyme disease before and i don't wish that on anyone um that is a very very scary disease especially for someone like me who I, my mind is the most important thing in my business, um, creating ideas, strategizing for clients. So when you have Lyme disease, you basically have Jeffrey Dahmer in your head all day, um, wow. which is, you know, detrimental to anyone that's creative. Um, but I, I feel like the, the kids that are around me, it's more my actions than it is what I'm saying to them. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. Um, I don't party. Uh, I, you know, I've never done any kind of surgery on, on my body, my face, nothing. And I've always tried to be a good person and I've tried to be driven and, and that is all they want. They want to see it happen. And, and I don't have to tell them every day to be this way, this way, this way. I just do. And then that is what makes them want to follow me and and look up to me and I want them to look up to me because I want to show them that you're capable of doing all these things without having to do what you think you have to do to be healthy and you know and also too the whole toxic thing you know I, I'm very much um, always you know showing them that I don't have to be around toxic celebs and toxic influencers and 
you know, they know I, I, I'm, I'm on my own lane. And, and that I think makes them more eager to be around me because I'm not fake. And I don't try to pretend to be someone I'm not. I'm very unapologetic for who I am. And, and I think that speaks a lot of volume for kids that are in this industry because a lot of people don't do what they preach, I guess, so. Yeah, I think you are the mamapreneur. Um, you know, <laughs> thinking of what I always say about parenting, right? Kids don't listen to you, mm -hmm. but they watch you. Yeah. Same with this young talent. They're yeah. watching you. And so you have to walk the walk. And I don't think very many people today walk the walk, but yeah. also feel confident enough to say the things that you said here mm -hmm. today because they think, oh, the kids aren't going to think I'm cool. Yeah. They're not going to want, but it's the exact opposite. It's you're deterring the kids that are like that mm -hmm. from wanting to be with you. Yeah. And you know, because that vibration is, totally. will attract the exact same and you're doing a tremendous job. Thank you. Last piece of advice. You've been through so much in your life, good and bad, um, <laughs> and you're just positioned with VAMP and VBAMPed into you know, the atmosphere, what's the one thing that you would tell talent today that's looking for representation? Mm -hmm. What's the best piece of advice you could give them? Oh, don't always um, agree to something that is, is, you know, shiny toy ball syndrome, you know what I mean? Like everything looks great, but um, I definitely think you need to date people before you get married. And you'd be surprised how many people wear masks, you know? Um, I, I think it's so important in this industry to do your research, do your due diligence, DM other people that are part of their management team, um, find out who these people are. You know, contracts are pretty insane um, in in this world. I mean, you're you're held pretty much, you know, um, you know, with handcuffs if if you go into bed with someone. And I just think more than ever, talent have a leverage that they can use against when I was um, a model. Like the only opportunity you had was to get an agent and to be seen. Now you can be your own brand on social media. You don't need an agent. Um, it's, it's almost like they need you more than you need them. So just understanding that you do have that leverage um, and just being smart about it because people will offer you the world if they think that they can make money off you. And it's better to find someone who is a team player and doesn't look at you as a piece of meat, but also, but someone who they can actually genuinely want to see you succeed. And and I think that's more important than anything. So yeah, trust yeah. trust and vet. Ask the hard questions. Yeah. Keep on trusting, but also vet everybody. I say vet yeah. the crap out of people. Oh my goodness, what a great guest you've been, Lindsay Hefner. She is the CEO, creative director of Vamped. Check her out. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Playbook as much as me. On a personal note, I just wanted to thank everyone for making The Playbook such a success. Don't forget to continue it by sharing, subscribing, and listening to your favorite episodes. This is Dave Meltzer with The Playbook.